0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Heart Standard. My name is Joel Sked and I'm delighted to be joined by Scott McIntosh as we look ahead to the Viaplay Cup semi final between Heart of and Rangers on Sunday at 3 pm at Hampton Park. Firstly, I'm not going to go for a big elaborate um, introduction like you get on the scarf around the funnel. Uh, Scott, uh, how's it going? <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming. <can't> <laughs> <laughs> once a week trying to come up with something uh, witty uh, is definitely too much for me. So I, Yeah, I, yeah. Th- th-
0: thinking on the spot's not a uh, not strong suit. So it's... um I, I always feel for you when I listen. Always feel for you. <laughs> so just jumping straight in, we'll obviously, we'll, we'll get to kind of talking about the the, the team we maybe hope for and ex- uh, we'll maybe expect. Um So, but I wanted to ask you, having... Watched the game on Wednesday, won over Livingston, and uh, seen uh, the team play. us I- come very close to three points, and then come even closer to a point uh, without getting any. What do you hope to see from Hearts on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's just it's it's small changes in terms of the start and the starting sort of system that we had on Sunday. I think the three at the back works. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. It gets, not only does it allow you to put Kingsley and Cochrane in the team, like you saw on Wednesday, but probably gets the best out of roles as well. So I think there are defensive reasons why you would want to go with a three. uh, And I think it also helps us in terms of maybe defending those cross-ball situations for for Rangers as well, which is probably, you know, as a team, that's probably their biggest sort of threat or or, or sort of weapon. Mm. Uh, Cantwell's probably their their top sort of instigator in terms of causing mayhem running through the middle. But I think their their ability to sort of cross and cross from deep positions like you saw with their winning goal on Sunday would probably point to a back three being the, the best way to go. I think it's just what I'd want to see in midfield. I would just like it to see, uh, just like it to be just a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more sort of man for man uh, and on the front foot. So I think I'd like to see Benny sitting in front mm-hmm. of the three but then I'd like there to be a sort of midfield thro- four ahead of that. I'd like Neuenhoff and Devlin to be sort of up against sort of Jack and Lundström and go man for man as best as he can. Because yep. I think I think we've got the energy and the drive to win that battle, if, if we do that, and then sort of have the likes of, sort of say, Forrester Cochrane maybe going down the, the sort of wide positions. I just think we, we've talked a lot, and, and, and I know you're like me, you, you never like to class league games against the old firm is a a sort of a one-off or a sort of free hit and I totally understand that. It it makes up over 20% of your fixtures for the season. So I I get just as irritated as you do when people say that. I think, though, you're you're looking at a semi-final. I think Stephen Naismith was right with what he was saying earlier today where he said that all the pressure is on Rangers. I think it is. You know, ultimately... If, if you look at the strength of Celtic, I think you can sort of see them not losing too many points or dropping too many points in the league. So this does represent one of the two biggest chances for Rangers to get some silverware. Uh, yeah, there's historical reasons why there's maybe a bit of pressure from our fans on the club in terms of how long it's been since we last won the trophy. Uh, but I do think it's an opportunity to maybe just get in their face and play at a, play at a tempo that I don't think they would, they would want us to play at. I think that if you slow the tempo against Rangers, it suits them. Uh, I think if we go a bit more direct and we maybe, you know, press a bit higher up the park, I think there's definitely joy that can be had. But, I mean, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily expecting to see it. That's just what I'd like to see.
0: Yeah, I come in when I was having to think of what what to expect, and I think Graham Graham Duffy uh, makes a point on on Facebook, and one of them was, do you think Forrest will stay at wing back, and if not, who should play? Also, does Grant deserve to start? Again, he started against strangers at Ibrox. I, I watched haven't watched the game back. Didn't think he impressed. Came off the bench against Livingston and impressed. So there was there's there's two or three questions going through the lineup where i uh i, I was unsure so you, I, I do think it'll be a back three i think rolls and rolls and uh, kent will be there kingsley played right center back against livingston and then you've got fire and Sibic who are um uh, who are, are available personally i would stick with stick with kingsley i think kingsley kent and uh, rolls are most reliable uh, reliable mm. three Sibic has had some difficult moments uh, recently. And then the, the two other questions I had was, is it going to be Forrest or one of the more defensive-minded players, i.e. Sibic or fire? Um, and then who makes up the midfield three with Benny? I fully expect Benny Neunhoff to play. And it was well, it was between kind of Grant and Devlin. It was really, I think Grant had our, sorry, Devlin, had a real off night on on Wednesday, and I wasn't surprised to see him uh, s- um, see him replaced, especially after uh, being so close to Naismith on the touch there where we're sat in the press the touchline. He wasn't he was over impressed was overly impressed with some of the uh, not only the passing decisions or on the ball uh, decisions, but some of the movements Devon was making as we were trying to trying to attack. So those were the two. The two of the kind of two big questions I had because you you feel like you expect Vargas and Shanklin to start up front. Would so start with Forest? Would you would you keep him as a, as a wing back? You said I know you said you want uh, to be more aggressive. Do you think that that will happen?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would like to see that. I think there's I think there's enough evidence now since the start of the season to suggest that, that Toby Cibic isn't fancied by Stephen Naismith. and. Uh, I said this to a couple of my friends during the week that if Stephen Naismith was at Harps come the 1st of February, I wouldn't expect Toby Civic to still be here. Mm. I don't think he trusts him. I, I think there are reasons behind that. There's there's individual errors in the run-up to the end of last season and then also into this season as well. And it's interesting. I think it's a really good point you make about Kingsley sort of uh, completing that back three. I know that there'll be concerns about him maybe playing a little bit out of position, but when you look back at Hart's defensive issues this season, every goal apart from the one that we lost at home to Motherwell is down to individual errors. Yep. The only goal that I've seen us lose as a result of being out of shape is when Motherwell have slightly sort of caught us on the hop and hit us in transition. But apart from that, every other goal that I've seen us lose domestically has all come as a result of you know just certain individuals just not doing their job. And I think Civic has been a big part of that, unfortunately, for him. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Kingsley play. And then that sort of leaves you with that problem. If you play a fire, I just think it, it again, it just gives you that issue of maybe being a little bit too lopsided where everything then has to come down the left. And I don't want us to be that I don't want us to be that one dimensional in that aspect. And uh, technically speaking, I don't think Yilmaz is the strongest part of that Rangers team. So no. I would like to see someone on the right, maybe give him a few problems defensively. So especially if Balogun's playing left side of the centre as well, that could be the real sort of weak spot for Rangers. So I, I would like to see Forrest starting. I think it is 50-50 whether he does, uh, but I think it'd be a real show intent if we did go ahead with it.
0: Yeah, I, I, you make a good point about Yilmaz watching uh, against Dundee. Just watching, watching him in general, Borna Barisic has got a lot of... Criticism uh, over the over his time at Rangers, he kind of goes from uh, up here being uh, this this brilliant life back to, to down here is like uh, being one of the main issues with why they have not been successful. But when he's in the team, he has got he's he's if you give him space, he's got a very good cross on him. I don't think Yoma's Yoma's has that. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think just is, is, is just a bit more just 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 average. I think you can, can get some, especially if you like said aggressive and ag- aggressive and physical. I know watching the game on Wednesday kind of rewatching the Dundee game. uh that Rangers played. Balogun was was quite influential. He was stepping out of uh, out of the defence, but again. You look at that Rangers side, the lined up, Balligan, an agent centre-back, uh, Yilmaz, uh, expensive by, who's who's not worked out, he's not looked comfortable. They still had Scott Wright starting. They still had uh, Sam Lammer starting, who was cheered off um, at the weekend. They still had, uh, and then you've got, they still got like John lumsden and, and um, Ryan Jack, good players, but they don't look like a, a scary side, a fearful side that you, that you get in the same way that Celtic are.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. I would say a lot of those players have have contributed well to Rangers in the past few years, you know, Jack and Lundström, especially, in Barisic, but I'd say they're probably on a, a downward curve in, in mm. terms of their careers. And this is why I would like to see us maybe just go a little bit man for man and just be a little bit brave in midfield. I just feel that we, we've seen what happens when you sit off Rangers. And when we did that in the second half on Sunday, although we were reasonably comfortable Rangers were still getting a few shots on goal and they were still finding little pockets of space because Lundström especially was being afforded space towards the edge of our box. I don't think you can really get away with that too often. So I would rather give them the the sort of headache of, of not knowing what we're going to do in possession. And I felt that we did do that in spells on Sunday, especially in the first half. But I think it's vital that we keep Vargas and Shanklin as high up the park as we can to give us those two slightly alternative forms of an outlet and then, you know, push the midfield as high up as we possibly can. But you're right. I don't... It's not that there's nothing to fear from this Rangers team. There's still obviously more individual quality within the rank compared to ours. But I think if you compare this to, let's say when we played Rangers in the League Cup four years ago, they had players who you just knew straight away were going to hurt us. You know, the Hud Kent, the Hud Morelos, who even when they were maybe having slumps in form, would still turn it on against us. Yeah. I don't think they have those individuals now, and I think that for Rangers it is very much they need the collective to turn up. Otherwise, they will struggle. And I do think there is an opportunity on Sunday for us, but only if we only if we grasp that. I feel that if we if we play Ophaya fire in that right wing back role, if we have the midfield free, all sort of in a straight line, I do worry that then they'll just subconsciously retreat too far back. I would rather. No, a bit similar to what they done on Wednesday. Benny knows that he's the one who's sitting. Yeah, he has to patrol that area in front of the uh, the back three, and then the two in front of them, the two proper number eights, know that it's their job to press higher up the park and engage with Jack and Lundstrom. But we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Because yeah, there's, the big thing with with Rangers, I know. Speaking to uh, speaking a couple of pals who are Rangers fans, or just reading stuff online, well, social media or uh, kind of opinion pieces that. Over over the last few years, they've struggled against teams who uh, kind of sit sit deep. But I still think when that's a risky thing to do, especially at Hamden, where the, the pitch is the pitch is bigger. There's there, it's, it's 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 a different it's a different game as well when you're playing at when, when you're playing in a semi final at Hamden and there's a run in the middle uh, league game. And then you also you factor into what Naismith has said about he doesn't want a team that just survives, and that's essentially what you do when you sit low against Old Firm, is you're just surviving and then hoping for a wee bit of quality or luck up the other end. And I think this is an opportunity for Naismith to not not saying go all out attack because that's that's just uh, that's just naive, and he didn't do that against uh, his Rangers at Ibrox. But uh, I think this is. Uh, uh, Opportunity to to show that he is taking hearts in a different direction with this. If he chooses Forest in there in, instead of a Fire or Civic, and he plays an aggressive midfield, like you said, I would be tempted with with Grant. But I do think that this type of occasion, I think this is the type of occasion where, especially coming off the back of a disappointing performance, where I think Devlin would really thrive.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, f- I think it's vital that Devlin's in there. I think, if I'm being honest, you look back now on Wednesday and you think, was it really right to start Devlin? Sh- shouldn't Grant or or Neuwenhoff even have yeah. potentially started that match? So I-, I did feel for him. You know, I, I think, like you say, I, I wasn't as close to to Stephen Naismith as you were, but I could see him sort of remonstrating with, with Devlin in terms of those runs that he making or, or wasn't making. And and I just think that when you've got 75 to 80% possession, it will sort of accentuate the, the, the sort of negatives that Cammy has in his game. Whereas in a game where you're maybe only getting 35 to 40%, like you probably will expect on Sunday, that's when you see the best of them. You know, that sort of snarling in their face. And that's why I'd like to see them just a little bit higher up the park and breaking play uh, further away from our own half. So I would go with Devlin. I think you're right about Grant. I think he does have a, a potential contribution to make, especially with Lowry not being in the squad. You'd probably say that Grant now represents that. That sort of midfield option from the bench that can maybe come on when the game's a little bit more stretched, maybe find little pockets of space and either a sort of free role or a number ten role. Uh, so he definitely could still contribute, but I, I do think the the free of Benny Devlin and Neuwenhoff was was what I'd like to see, and I think what I'd expect to see as well.
0: And you, you look at the the responsibility on the. The wide men as well. The, we've touched on Forest and the Yomaz battle, but also Tavernier against against Cochran, I think on on Wednesday, having watched watched the game back yesterday, was really impressed with both Forest performance and Cochrane's performance and the the role they played. It was quite selfless, but it was, they had a lot of responsibility to 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 stay wide. And at Hamden, that is when we get the ball. There's going to be a lot of a lot of, not pressure, but expectation that when we get the ball, that they stay wide, but also get up the pitch quickly and support, like you said, Shanklin and Vargas, who you want to be played into the final third. You, you want you want Vargas to be the man through the middle. And Shank, if there's, someone's going to drop in, Shanklin, because Vargas stretches and gives Goldson something to think about because we've seen it in the first half at Ibrox. Goldson was... Um, was given a tough time just by the constant running that, that Vargas does and the, the different types of runs he makes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And I would say for Cochrane, I think he's came back really strong the last two games uh, mm-hmm. after coming back in against Celtic and and, and really struggling, uh, you know, in, in terms of match fitness. Uh, so Cochrane's been really good the last couple of games. I think for Cochrane and Forrest, if you look at their contribution on Wednesday, a lot of it is down to their their positional play and how well they, they helped us sort of stretch the game. I would say that when they were on the ball, they're, they're, you know, that last bit of quality was maybe missing on Wednesday. You know, too often they were hitting the first man with their crosses. Forrest instance, he has a couple of opportunities to shoot with his left foot. He doesn't take it in the first half. But, but I would definitely stick with those two. You know, they're definitely players that I would say are are in form. You know, Forrest's been pretty consistent now for about a month or two. And for me, again, it's, <clears throat> it's about the optics that not just represent Sunday, but go past Sunday in terms of Stephen Naismith's reign at Harps. I think for some fans, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but I think for some fans, if they you see a starting lineup with Forrest and right wing-back, if things don't go for us, I think there'll be an acknowledgement that we've, we've tried something and we've tried to play in the right way. I think, though, if you go with that sort of three, and it can still look like a three, but if you go with a sort of right back or a centre-half playing right wing back, I think the optics then straight away, the fans start thinking of it as a back five. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Yeah. But again, we, we know how fans work. And again, if it doesn't work, you know, let's say you lose one or two nil, you barely register a shot and goal. That's the first, that's going to be the first area of the team selection that people are going to look at. So there is a, there's an element of doing the right thing for Sunday, but also convincing fans that what we were sort of sold on so in, in, during that interim period from, from April to May is something that is going to happen over the course of the next few weeks and months. And I think picking Forest would be a good indicator of that.
0: Yeah, and just uh, the alternative, uh, alternatives, i.e. Civic or, or or Fire, I think both, if you play them at right... Uh, just say you play them at right wing back and Nationals tells them, right, you're all right wing back, you need to get forward... Um, and and support. I still think the natural instinct, the way that they play, Mm. is for them to think what's behind me, protect the space behind me. And it's not front foot. And especially with a fire saw against Ross County, he 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 struggled at right wing back. He just he he didn't look convinced and he looked uncomfortable just the positions he was meant to take up. He did say, I think he spoke to Barry Anderson at some point, he did say that he was more. He's more used to playing as a right back or a right centre back rather than a right wing back. So yeah, I, I I totally I totally agree with your point and the the optics around that. We kind of talked about Rangers and how they're not they should be feared, but not as much as maybe Celtic or they have been in the past. Is there who who are the who are the players that you think um, Hart should really be wary of on um, on Sunday?
1: I think Danilo straight off. I think Danilo offers them. A bit more mobility, a bit more pace, tends to play on the shoulder, he, he centre half, so a bit more. So I think that gives that gives Kent a, a different challenge to last week. I think with Desers Kent probably relished it being just yep. a bit more of a physical challenge. But Danilo does offer something a little bit different. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Kent starts. So he was on the bench on Wednesday and... You would imagine that was done with an eye on Sunday. But given that the performance was so comprehensive and Lammers contributed contributed to that, it could be that Comont sees this as an opportunity to, you know, work on his confidence and maybe decides to stick him in the team. So it'll be interesting to see if Cantwell starts. If he starts, then he is always a danger man. I think he's easily Rangers' best player, especially in the attacking third. And then sort of further back, I do think that Lundström still can dictate play for Rangers. Uh, I think that Ryan Jack can still offer a bit of dig, but I'm not as concerned about him in an offensive manner. Whereas I still think Lundstrom can still offer something for Rangers in that final third as well. So they they would be the sort of two or three that you would you would sort of worry against. Uh, I know that with Wright and Seema, if they have a good day, then fine. They will be a, pro- a problem, but they are you know, very inconsistent at the best of times. And then with the back four, I mean, Goldson Goldson used to be really quick, but I watched him last Sunday and there was even a there was an occasion in the second half where it looked like a 70-30 ball between him and Neuenhoff. And I wouldn't say Neuenhoff's the quickest, but Neuenhoff actually beat him to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Goldson still got the same sort of turny pace that he once had, Balogun's a really good man-marker. I think Balogun's really good sort of one-on-one situations. But again, I wouldn't imagine he'll be wanting to get turned. So if we can get Vargas making those runs similar to the first half of the last week, I do think there is some joy that can be had.
0: Yeah, I think you. I think that's a good analysis of, of, of Rangers. We'll Lundström, I think it goes back to the... I think he looks really, really good when he's got time on the ball. And I think it goes back to what you said about that uh, the midfield setup with Devlin and having mobility and legs in there to to be aggressive and get in the Rangers midfield face. I think that's really important to launch them is to disrupt them and make it uncomfortable for him. Seema, Seema's an interesting one where starting this season you're like, this guy, this guy is hopeless, but he has um he's he's, he's, he's Continually impressing me, he's coming up with big moments, and he is someone I think needs to be watched just because of the way he plays. He so essentially be played off the left, but mm. he won't be left. I think. I think whoever's the good thing about. I think that maybe that might factor into uh, was thinking is that if it was if it was if we were playing someone on the left who was a direct winger, you might think okay, Sibic and or um, Fire might be a better option there. But because he drifts in, then Forrest is like. Can they just say, Forrest, you just look after Yomas? Don't worry about anything yeah. behind you. Uh, and then it takes on maybe Benny or Kingsley tracks at Seema because he wants to take up central areas and get in the ball and he's uh, getting to shooting areas and combine with Danilo. So, yeah, I think it'll be that, um, that kind of wee pocket space will be an interesting one to, uh, to look out for. But kind of before we finish up, what. What do you think is the most important thing for for Hearts at the at the weekend? Because you've seen it, Dundee uh, Rangers went to Dens Park on Wednesday. Dundee gave up the cheapest of cheap goals, and I mean, not as not nearly as cheap as some of the goals Hearts have gone up this uh, this season. But with um, the way that. Balogun was allowed to run out of defence. The way that Danilo ran off uh, behind Shaughnessy, I think it was, and then Trevor Carson's um, inability to hold quite a team team ball, and then they were able to get one up. So, what, what, what do you think is the most important thing for Hearts on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's just keeping those individual errors down to a minimum because that is what's hurt us so far this season. You know, again, if you look at us as a as a cohesive unit, when we're out of possession, we're actually pretty rigid. You know, I, I wouldn't say we look like a team that are disjointed or don't know what they're doing when, mm-hmm. when they do not have the ball. I think our biggest issue has been when players have switched off or players have went against instruction or our issues maybe in front of goal where we just haven't been as prolific as, uh, as you'd like us to be. Uh, so... I, I do think ultimately it's down to just keeping those individual errors down to a minimum because I I don't have any concerns about us as a unit or how Stephen Naismith will set us up. It's just whether those players have the mentality to make sure that they're switched on for a full 90 on Sunday. That's what we need to see. And if you see that, we're already giving ourselves half a chance because Shanklin's been back on form. I'd say the last two performances have been his best two performances of the season. I even saw him playing with a smile on Wednesday, which was good to see again. And Vargas now has that goal. So that monkey's off the back. And maybe he can just focus a little bit more on his own game and and just sort of let the contributions come along. So I do think we're we're getting Rangers at a relatively good time for us. You know, this has probably been the best runny form that we've had. You know, if you take away that Celtic game, it's probably the best runny form we've had now this season. So I think we're getting Rangers probably the best time for us. And again, it's just going to come down to mentality for me.
0: Yeah, Naysom have talked about, asked, um, kind of asked him what he thought of the, the season so far, uh, league-wise, the, um, the, this morning when we were dead at, at the press conference and um was talking about one or, one or two things and he said about that, he, he, he talked about the individual errors but he said that it's not quite, it hasn't until recently quite clicked in the, in the final third and I do think it's beginning to click, like he said, with Shanklin getting back and I've, I've, I've I've got so much more confidence going into this game that if we do get chances that they're going to be taken by either Shankland or Vargas or, or somebody, somebody supporting them, which is uh, a game which is massive when you're in a semi-final against one of the old firm, you need to take your chances when, uh, when they come. So to finish up looking ahead to, to Sunday and and afterwards, w- the ramifications for both win, like winning and losing, what, what, what can, can you expect from it? Because, Again, it's reiterated. Hearts haven't won the League Cup since the sixties, and we've never beaten Rangers at Hampden Park. So there's 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 two big things that could materialise for Naismith to do, which no manager, uh, no no Hearts manager has ever done, and then potentially uh, in December becoming the first Hearts manager since the sixties to, to to win the League Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a huge opportunity. You're only talking about two games. It's, it's kind of strange because Sunday's kind of in, in, in some regards the cup final because that's the biggest test you would imagine at the three teams that we could have potentially faced. If you get past that, the expectations then rise so much for the final. So it would present a different challenge, particularly if, if we were to play against Hibs. You know, it, 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 it could, he could find himself in a situation where winning this game could see stock... Go war if we weren't the window the cup final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it sounds it sounds weird when you when when you put it like that, but that is how our our, our sort of mentality sort of uh, works out sometimes as supporters, you know. We, Sometimes we we can be a bit reactionary. Sometimes our expectations levels can go to places where it shouldn't. Uh, I think that if he loses on Sunday, I doesn't. I don't think it has a huge bearing on his future. Uh, it would need to be a really like it would need to be a proper spanking. Yeah, it would,
0: the nature of I think the nature of the loss or the performance yeah, will. Yeah, kind of but dictate. I think
1: you know if if we lose on Sunday, I think again. A, a, as I've tried, because I'm I'm trying to give them the benefit of doubt myself. So the, the stat that I keep falling on just now is the one defeat and six against the non-Old Firm teams recently. So it's four wins, one draw, and one defeat. So I think as a board and as a club, they would probably take some hope from that and say, well, if you can transfer that form over a season, we'll finish top three or top four. Especially mm-hmm. given the the nature of the league this year, we it being so cutthroat, we're we're fourth in the league and we've barely been consistent ourselves. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think you know if we get beat, it's it, I think for Naismith it's it's looking okay. If we win, it will throw up a different challenge for them. But it'd be a great challenge, you know. And if I'm being honest, I can't see past Aberdeen on Saturday. Uh, after watching a lot of Hibs recently, uh, I watched Hibs at Rangers, I watched them against Celtic, I also watched them on Tuesday night. Tuesday against for Scania. Yeah, and I do think they've just got far too many problems just now defensively. Uh, they've just got, they've got too much, there's so much that Montgomery needs to fix in that back line, that I just think Aberdeen, again, on a park that that's wide, that's that wide. And with Aberdeen being so good on the counter as they are under Robson, I can yeah. just see Aberdeen picking Hibs off on Saturday. So there is an opportunity there for a really good fixture if we can get past Rangers. Uh, but again, going back to your original question, because I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent, I would say that for Naismith, it, it's only really detrimental if the the nature of the loss is extremely sort of uh, embarrassing, so to speak.
0: Yeah, they... <laughs> trying not to get ahead of myself but looking towards the final was like I, I don't want to play Hibs not because I'm uh, fearful of Hibs just that I can't be bothered with the the, the pressure and stress of another derby at Hampden Park for a, for a, for a trophy as well so I think I could I could do without that that pressure and stress but also I just really want to play Aberdeen in a big occasion at Hampden Park we've not, not done it in a very long time and I think that would be again, be a great great occasion a, a potential spanner that works for myself is that i've got a wedding the day of the final and oh, yeah. uh, that's uh that could be a very awkward conversation with my other half when <laughs> come uh comes uh, is a family member or i know i know it's my my one of my one of my, uh, one of my partner's uh, best friend and uh, so it's your partner's friend it's not yours i know i know it's, uh, <laughs> I think we spent a lot of money on the wedding, so I'm expected to expected to go. So, um, hopefully, um, hopefully, I will have that dilemma, but we'll see. Uh, before we finish up, Scott, can you give me a wee prediction?
1: I say one 0 no hearts. I'll, I,
0: I'll 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 go with uh, go with you on that one. I'll go one 0 hearts as well. Just uh, um, they maybe misplaced their optimism, but that's uh, that's the only thing you could hope for. Anyway, thank you very much, Scott, for joining me to discuss the League Cup semi-final. Um, for those uh, listening, this will be available as a podcast on Spotify. Uh, I think it's still waiting to go on iTunes and uh, Google Podcasts as well. So I'm trying to work out how to how to do all this. But um, if you need to watch it back, it'll be available on YouTube as well. Uh, be sure to check out theheartstandard.co.uk. You can read about the Livingston. Uh, they went over Livingston. You can read about Vargas, and you will, over the next couple of days, have all the preview stuff for Sunday. But in the meantime, thank you very much and goodbye.